Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. On this episode of Barbecue and Tech, planning to tailgate with your Ford F-150 Lightning, assuming you've got one, but least one of our hosts has a Ford F-150 Lightning and his name is Chris Ashley. I'm Rod Simmons, his co-host, and he's going to tell us that after boycotting going to the Washington football teams, the Washington Commanders, whatever they want to call themselves today's games, just like I have, um, he's going back to a game at the request of his godson, and he's going to actually run the entire barbecue. And since he has the biggest tech device on wheels, you know he's got to have some plans for how he's going to use all those outlets in that F-150 Lightning to make some great barbecue. What's on the menu? How are you going to do it? What's the plan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not I'm not going into the game. Um, I'm strictly going to cater the tailgate. Maybe I'll start a business, barbecue and tech catering, and I'll, ta- I'll cater people's tailgates. But uh, with, you know... Uh, one of the biggest conversations you hear about the F-150 is all the work you can do, the tone you can do. And that's all cool for me, you know, as a, you know, home woodworker and stuff like that. But the main thing that I thought of when seeing this truck and its capabilities was the ability to facilitate my tailgates. And uh, so what I wanted to do is uh, we're going to take this episode and kind of plan it out and, think through all the different aspects of this tailgate and then I'm going to perform the tailgate and then uh, we'll recap it and see how things went and, and you know was it good is it bad is it hold up and what have you so we're gonna you know pretty have so I'm gonna bounce some uh, stuff off of you and we'll see how it goes because you've been on a, a ton of my tailgates uh, before you've, we've tailgated together numerous times so be the perfect conversation uh, for this. So let me first say that the, uh, the lightning is phenomenal. Uh, I love this truck to death. It's, it's just everything I thought it was going to be and more, but one of the cool, the two cool pieces that I want to utilize a lot of is the outlets in both the front as well as the, the, the bed of the truck. And so you know, one of the things I've always had to do was I had to pack a, uh, a generator. You know, I spent about a thousand dollars on a Honda generator and anything that ran off of power, I would plug into the, to the, to the Honda generator, but then that required gassing it up, you know, constantly maintaining it. Uh, cause you can't just let that thing sit, right? You got to, tr- you got to run it every year, take it in, 
tune-ups and all that stuff. But it was a that that little Honda generator was awesome. I love that thing. It it did a great job, but it's loud and it, you know, obviously it's putting off fumes, so it stinks. Um, so the fact that I can potentially, you know, replace that with the truck is, is super appealing to me. Um, the other thing is uh keeping uh is cooking food and keeping food warm. So typically uh, I would always use everything that I cooked with was uh, propane, but now I have the option to use electric. And so these are one of the things that I want to test with the truck uh, is can I run an induction cooker cooktop off of the truck, which I suspect I should be able to, no problem. Um, so this will be a, a good test as well. So based on being able to use a truck for these things, let's, let's first talk about the menu of the tailgate. So what I was thinking was to do a full on barbecue. So that's going to be running the whole gamut, uh, ribs, pulled pork, brisket, and, uh, potentially, you know, either some type of chicken quarters or I'll skip the chicken altogether. Uh, what do you think of, what do you think about just running the full gamut for this? About 20 people. <sighs> I so you already know my thought. No matter how what I tell you, you're gonna fix too much food. So <laughs> I think what you're proposing, I'm sure everybody is like this, dude. That's way too much food for 20 people. Why don't you just put hot dogs and hamburgers on and people will be happy? That's because that's not how we do it. But right. um I would probably at least eliminate one protein. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I, I so the, why did you even bother asking me? Right. What? Yeah. Well, I want to hear it. You know what I mean? And, you didn't know, say I was going to listen. It, I, I didn't say I was going to take the advice, but I definitely want to hear it. Um, no, man, you like to give people options. You can have 20 different people, 20 different eatings, profiles, but just got to be quick. I think the, the beauty of ribs are quick to reheat. Um, you know, we just spent a whole episode talking about how we did it on the grill. I'll replicate that same process. Um, as well as, uh, doing the, uh, you know, the, the, the brisket now. So because the way I intend, you know, for the brisket, I don't think I'm going to sous vide the brisket. Why? Because, um, I, I'm, when I say sous vide, I mean sous vide as the heat up because for the, for this particular event, I will be there. So I can time the brisket, cook it, uh, let it finish in time. And as I'm driving to the game, I can actually let it rest. That's that's how I typically do it. It rests while I'm driving. And by the time I've driven to the location, set up and, you know, or people are ready to start eating. It's it's well beyond two hours um, between the drive and the uh, heck. The drive alone is like 45 minutes from my house. So driving there by the time you get everything set up and people are ready to eat, that thing is, you know, well rested and ready to come off. So I think that's for the brisket. I'm going to do that. But the pulled pork is something a little bit more interesting because I typically will do the uh, smoke the pork and then rest it and do the same thing. It'll rest on the way to the game, but, or I'll pull it before I leave. So I don't have to worry about it. And then I will, uh, you know, just keep it warm and warm. But you know, you when you once you pull that pull pork, it, you, you're really opening it up to be to dry out. So I'm thinking about doing the pull pork maybe a day ahead of time, 
and then using the sous vide technique to so I'm gonna uh, to reheat it. So essentially, pull the pull the pull pork, uh, vacuum seal it, and then the day of the game, I will put it in the sous vide to reheat it. What do you think? I like it. I like it. I, I, I mean, mind you, I just did reheating stuff in a sous vide, so you're not going to meet any objection with me on this. But the question is, do I attempt to reheat it while I'm driving? <laughs> so um, we actually had uh, one of our listeners, I think his name is Rich, yeah. um, sent in a, got you a photo of a, I guess he drilled a hole in a cooler and put his sous vide through a, a slot in a cooler. Yep. And I think honestly, that's the only way you could do it because the default container it comes with driving, turning water, sloshing around, you're really just going to get there with food sitting in an aired container with water just all over the place. So if you went the cooler route where you drilled mm-hmm. the hole and put the sous vide piece through there, I, I'd have no doubt that in route you could reheat anything you wanted and not lose a drop of water you just it, the hole has to be a i don't want to say a perfect fit but a a snug fit so i think i'm going to reach out to my boy rich about building like i think he had like the the uh i think it's the 24 can size cooler so not too big uh i think actually he's he when he mentioned it to me he had done a few of them uh, but i think it like a nice little 24 can cooler Converted to be to do a sous vide, uh, I think would probably be perfect for, for this uh, little juncture here. And then I could just pull when I'm ready. I just take the bags out of the out of the sous vide water, cut it, dump it in a pan, and uh, it's nice and hot. It it's got the juices from itself when I wrapped it in the first place, and that thing should be ready for some sauce and some bread uh, to go. Uh, so I think that's going to be really cool. So I'm hoping to be able to probably plug that in to the, you know, in the tailgate uh, and fire it up without, you know, any issue and, and, uh, and then be able to pull that out whenever I'm ready for it. So I, yeah. so I, I think that's going to be good. Now in between all of that, one of the things you asked me is, am I going to take the Blackstone with me the grill? And yeah. I don't, I think like I'm going to do that. I I like it a lot. I love it actually, but I don't think I'm going to pull the trigger on that one. And the reason why is the the main thing I would need it for is doing the ribs, uh reheating the ribs. And it's probably the, not ideal for that. It's not to me. I haven't tried it yet, but I don't find it to be the most ideal uh solution because especially for the bottom side, right? Cuz I do even though I, you know, most of the reheating part is going to be on the meteor side of the rib, you know, turning it under the bone and you know, adding a little char to the to the underside. Plus, it you know that does send heat to the to the you know through the bone into into the meat itself. So it's definitely, you know, you definitely want to you know heat up both sides, and uh, I, I don't know if it's very conducive to to reheating ribs as as much as you know having an open flame where the heat can kind of travel underneath it yeah so i don't think i'm gonna do that so the question becomes 
do I just get like a portable grill or do I go back to my four burner grill? I don't think I want to do the four, the full four burner grill. I don't think I need to. So I may have to pick up a, cause I used to, I have the, uh, the, uh, extension rack that goes into the tailgate, uh, not into the, t- but into the uh, tail hitch. And then I used to put the, yep. the, uh, the grill on top of that. And then I would, uh, ratchet strap it down to that thing. And it, you know, it would be perfect. But for this particular, uh, tailgate, I don't think I'm going to rely too heavily on the grill because, you know, because most of the stuff is going to be pre cooked anyway or cooked at, you know, cooked just in time and, 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 and taken in. So I don't think that, uh, I'm going to rely on that. So I, I may just pick up another, like a little $20. Grill. That's all I really need. I just need enough heat. You, sometimes they don't put off a ton of heat, so I have to see what's out there. Um, but if if it's enough, then we should be I should be fine. Uh, you know, just you know, put a nice char on some ribs and then put them out there. Um, so, you know, I'm struggling. It's kind of like if the if the grill is really just for the ribs, is there some alternative method that can be used so you can avoid the I'm bringing a grill literally just so I can reheat ribs. Like, and uh, you don't want to go out and buy like another sous vide machine and you don't want to have to try to heat them in the oven before you leave, then put them in the caterade to drag them down there to only find out that they're not warm. It's got to be like just something that you can do in between because legitimately there's nothing else you'd be using the grill for other than just to heat the ribs. Well, let's get a uh, flamethrower and do that, man. (laughs) (laughs) Rib bay. Don't start calling me rib bay. Um, No, I I can't really think of anything else. I'm going to be grilling because like I said, we diverse get, is going to already be hot because it's literally coming off the smoker and resting. I'm definitely going to do the ribs a day ahead because I'll be cooking the brisket and the pulled pork, the pork shoulders overnight. And then, you know, adding ribs to that makes it just extra work that I don't, I don't really need, need to do. So, um, yeah, I can't, I, I, as of right now, just think outside my head, I don't think there's anything else that I would need to grill for other than reheating the ribs and saucing the ribs. You know what I mean? Cause some of them I would sauce and some of them I would dry, dry rub, uh, uh, and do. So I can't think of, uh, at the, at least at this moment, um, I think I'll do the, the typical sides that I did before baked beans and, uh, and coleslaw. But I'm thinking that, you know, not only can I run the sous vide and the crock pot. So I, I guess I don't need to run the crock pot while I'm driving, right? I can just run the crock pot, put the crock pot in the pot. I mean, in the truck. But then once I get there, um, I can plug it back in and just let it keep the beans warm as opposed to, you know, cooking them. So I would, so the goal would be to run the crock pot off the truck as well as the, uh, sous vide machine and um, potentially a speaker. Yeah, and- I, I, I do like the idea. Uh, well, so I mean, you've done you've done tailgating before. Mm-hmm. Early in the season, you can arrive mm-hmm. at the game even if you arrive early. Mm-hmm. Power up the crock pot. Food gets nice and piping hot. That's early mm-hmm. in the season. 
And since you're doing it early, do I think you need to run it? No. And now when you're sous vide, if you're sous vide something to get it back to temperature, you're absolutely going to need to run that while you're, you're driving. Mm-hmm. But the crock pot, less so you can make it hot when you leave. It's already warm outside. So the, the temperature, while it may drop some, it's going to come back up to temperature really fast. The dead nuts of winter when it's 30 degrees outside, you, right, you yeah. and I both know crock pots do not heat when you're sitting outside in 30 degree temperature very well. So you have yeah. to get that piping hot. So I would say this time of year, first game of the season, you're, you're absolutely 100% safe. Later in the season, or if you're in an area region where it's cold, which I don't know where that would be right now. Um, and, and I say that has football teams playing. Um, it gets very dicey late in the winter. And I would say running it from the moment you walk out of the house would be, um, uh, just a, a must have. Okay. And, uh, so, yeah. So, yeah. So that's fine. So I'll get the beans going before I leave. And then once I get there, I can, you know, if they're hot enough, I just leave them. If not, they, you know, need a little bit more just to keep warm. I can, should be able to plug them in. So now I'll pivot. I, I'm, Thinking about bringing a TV. I don't know. So, what time is the game? Uh, good question. I think it's at one. Typically, so one it's either one or four. Yeah, if you're doing a one, yeah, o'clock it's not game, much on TV. If it's a one o'clock game, it's not that big a deal. It yeah, because well, there's just pre-game, pre-game shows, right? That's yeah, all. Yeah, it's you just get. pre-game shows. If but it's if four it's o'clock, f- then yeah, yeah, you what well, you tend to watch the one o'clock games, and then yeah. But uh, you had a good because, you know, I used to bring the whole satellite dish and, the you know, set it up outside. I've done sling TV where I've connected back to the house and run that. I've done it all. But you had a really good idea to potentially go with. And that was a YouTube TV. I do subscribe. Um, I can probably just run it off my phone and then project it to the uh to the tv yeah, the, the key i always say to anybody if you're gonna do that um where i want to watch it when i'm not i'll say air quotes at home that just just turn it on one time while you're at your house so that you watch any show like just hit a show hit play for 10 seconds it says i've registered your device being at in your home area now if you go somewhere else you can go 600 miles away from home you can just play YouTube TV from your device for 30 days until you have to go back to your home location. So I, I would, yeah, th- to me, there's no other way to do it. Bring a TV that support that is a relatively smart TV or bring a device that you can plug into it, like a, an Apple TV or Chromecast, something that you can redirect it to it with. Um, Roku is actually really good for that. Roku in some of their n- later devices, I don't know if on the smart TVs, how many support it. That you can AirPlay to Roku. So you're an iPhone user. You're going to want something with AirPlay. Well, I have an can, Apple TV. I can hook up. Yeah, to but it. if you don't want to carry an extra device, if it has, if a TV, a smart TV has has Roku built in, you're good to go because you can just AirPlay to Roku TV. Provided the Roku on the TV supports AirPlay. If not, then yeah, bring an Apple TV. Yeah. But it does get more complex because then you're like, okay, I got the Apple TV here, but I AirPlay to that. Now I need a network that I'm on. And it's just like, oh, God, like now I got to bring like a wireless network that really doesn't have a network that I have to be like, it's just all of a sudden, like, then you're just like, I need a dedicated device that the Apple TV can wirelessly connect to. It just, everything starts to step up in complexity when it's, it, 
in some areas. So just kind of be cognizant of that. Cause at that point, if you have the Apple TV, you might as well just take the Apple TV, connect it to, uh, the, your phone as the internet and then just let it stream from your phone if you can't redirect it. But right. There you go. That's how, that's how I would handle it, the tech side. I think TV that it's always cool to have a TV. And again, you have unlimited battery power while you're si- virtually unlimited battery power while you're sitting with your, with your truck. So putting a, a TV in the front of your trunk, psh, man, <laughs> might be interesting. Might be interesting. Yeah. Cause so. you have the trunk open, the TV sitting inside there. And which, yeah, which you will. Did- would then kind of shield some of the sun. Well, it just shield some of the sun, right? That's one of the things when you go out to a tailgate. You can't see the uh, TV. Yeah. You uh, can't see the TV because of the sun. So I think that I might. See here I am just about attack, attracting attention with your, with your frunk open and everybody like, what is this? This is such, <laughs> I've never seen a, a Ford without an engine. Like this is so amazing. Well, that's the yeah. thing too, right? Is, uh, in most cases, I, we, we do the tailgate from behind the truck. Not in front of the truck, right? But this affords the opportunity to do either or 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 both, right? Because yeah. uh, you know you can utilize both sides of the truck. So yeah, um, I got my fold. I still have my folding tables, um, which are cool. Uh, the let me see the Caterades. I'll I'll probably use all three of those. If you the, did chicken, would you ever consider just doing um, uh, chicken, what what, chicken like breast? The, well, no, the um, thighs with like the the, the cup cupcake pan and the cupcake pans with the where you scrape all the extra fat off the inside, so they're one bite because that's like perfect for tailgating, in my opinion. It is, but it's a lot of work. <laughs> oh, now work has it's something to do with this. It's a lot of work, man, to get all of those <laughs> chicken breasts. So what Ryan's talking about is what's the, uh, I think, uh, Myra Mixon made it famous is the, the cupcake chicken. And what he would do is he would prep his chicken thighs, but then he would put them in like cupcake pans and he would smoke them in the cupcake pans. And what you that take would the do. the bone is, out everything though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you guess you'd have to, but then it would give it the uniformity. Uh, each each thigh would have, you know, would be the exact same shape and uh, uniform, and uh, it just looked pretty cool the way he did yeah. it. But not to mention, like, if you once you scrape all that fat off, you you really do have something that's perfect for for tailgating. Is there's a piece of meat, the the skin is perfectly on it. They can really just pick it up and bite and eat the whole thing, and it's gone. There's no bone. There's no nothing to deal with. Like, if you want tailgating food i i a plate is nice where you can eat brisket but like there's something about just like something that's like a finger food like yeah they're like snack size chicken tenders but they're super succulent and juicy and skin and I, people would remember that let me be very clear they go and if it's only like 20 people if they're only like 20 people what do you have to make 20 of them one per person that people can get them. This is, this is the, this is the tyranny of the problem with the, the, what you're going through is that you're trying to make chicken. You're trying to make, uh, pulled pork. You're trying to make brisket. You're trying to make all these cuts and then you want everybody to be able to have some of everything. But do you want them, you, you have to make enough for everybody to have some of everything. So that's why you always have too much where you can't just assume that so and so is not going to want to eat chicken. So and so is not going to eat brisket. So-and-so is not going to want to eat this. So you're going to have an abundance of food. But to me, that's one of those, that's a perfect bite-sized thing. Or you could make 10 of them. And then just, when you get there, you just quarter them or half them. 
So that you have 20 or, you know, more. So people can just and put toothpicks in them and they can pick them up, eat them and throw the toothpick away. So yeah. that way, now you're saying it's a lot of work. It. Yeah. Well, it's, I, because it's not, it's so the, the work is the deboning and then the scraping of the skin and then the rewrapping. You know, that's where the work comes in, right? Is, uh, you don't, is you don't it, love your godson that much? Um, I love my godson. That's my boy. That's my dude. But uh, it's limits. still a lot of work. I am still <laughs> cooking, you know, brisket, ribs, and everything else. So I don't know. It's possible. It's possible. Yeah, this is something I, you I, could do a couple days ahead of time where you do the prep work, get them ready. And like, you could right, prep it, but I think that's something I'd have to smoke. Like, I'd probably have to get up early and get it on the smoker like two hours before I planned on leaving. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so oh. that that's a whole nother thing, right? Yeah, uh, just not, like I say, throwing a little wrinkle in it. But I, like I say, like when you if you sit back and think about it and say, if the only thing you had to make were chicken thighs, you'd be like, this is going to be like perfect because it is it's finger food. Like you don't need anything. And if you want, there's a little barbecue. You can put a little dipping sauce on a plate, finger food, and you're done. Like it, it is perfect. It's just not perfect in the overall scheme of it. So I think your menu is fantastic. And I'm messing with you because I know how much work it's going to take you to do that. I just want to see how much you'll kill yourself. <laughs> well, if anything, I'll find a way to do it efficiently for sure. So even if it's smoke it ahead of time and then, you know, f- put it back in the smoker. Smoke it ahead of time, rest it, and then, you know, smoke it again the day of and uh, just sauce, you know, with this, you know, sauce it as a reheat and all that, all that jazz. So. Now, are you, are you butcher brisket or are you snake river or? No, I'll do butcher. butcher. I'll probably yeah. do butcher, butcher. Yeah. It won't be Costco. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah. You've given up. You're like, yeah, that's, that shift has sailed. I'm done with Costco briskets. They're just too up and down or too iffy for me. Okay, so it it'll have to be yeah it'll be a but a butcher brisket for sure so it'll be a butcher brisket it'll be I thought about so instead of the chickens I thought I really thought about doing beef rib sliders but man that's gonna send the price way up so I just skip that for now okay could make chicken thigh sliders though that would be pretty cool cupcake chicken sliders that I'll have to experiment with that that sounds actually pretty good so regular tables um tent um coleslaw baked beans um if you know my goddaughter she makes excellent sides uh and her friends do too so if they want to make something they can i won't do any salmon or anything like that um tech wise it'll be how long you know how well does the battery hold up you know running all those different pieces of equipment you know um you know, cause I will plan on being out there for a few hours. Um, you know, and that has, there has to be enough to me to drive home <laughs> well, as well. Uh, and I'm going to be in a regular parking lot. So it's not like I'm going to like an EV parking lot where I can plug in and do all this stuff. So it, it'll be pretty, that part. Do they have an EV parking lot at that stadium? I have no idea. I have no okay. idea. I haven't been I was there like, in two, wow, that'd be amazing two years. If they did. Yeah. Probably, probably in the, uh, in the platinum section, I would, I would bet because all the, the platinum section, you know, all the parking spaces have cover and then they're all sold. They have solar panels. The cover is made out of solar panels. So I would be willing to bet that some of those parking spaces are have chargers in them if I had to guess, but I have no idea. I haven't been there in so long. Yeah, I have not either. And when you said it, I was like, I immediately had to look and, uh, they do have some, uh, um, EV charging at their stadium, but it is right next to the stadium. So I can, it is from EVGO, 
But hmm. my gut tells me um, those parking spaces are absolutely premium spaces. Like you're paying yeah. a, you're probably paying a pretty penny because I, uh, the 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 image I saw, they're like right next to FedEx Field. Like yeah. it's like the charging and then the field. So to me, at all intents and purposes, you're not parking there. Yeah. So I'm thinking if, you know, for the portable grill portion of it, I may just go back and grab one of those Cuisinart portables. I don't want to, I do, because that Cuisinart, one of the things that they have that two burner gas grill, but it it was like 20,000 BTU. So it did get f- fairly hot. Now, even is there though it was any just concern a two on your part that, because you're, you're not becoming a season ticket holder again. No, I'm not. Concern so on you're what? Buying, you're buying this really just to do one tailgate. one event yeah i don't know like like i said i have the grill well, i still have my tailgating grill from the last one that we used i haven't used it in a while but uh it's still you know it's still there but i would not get dust off of that and figure out if there's a way to use it or it's, it's still it's just another our... hassle though it's still another hassle to uh you know to put that uh the um the 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 back thing in the in the the transporter part into and then lock that in and then I got to go find the pin for that and then uh and then uh strap that back I mean strapping it down is not that big a deal but uh or I could just make well I, I could probably tell him to bring it himself but uh yeah then you're relying upon them getting there in a timely manner which uh I would argue that could be more fraught with peril than anything else yeah, so I, I like boy. the menu you put together I do think it sounds interesting um. Uh, I, if I pull the off the TV, I, that that'll be like that'll be super dope. If I pull off the TV portion of it with the YouTube yeah. TV, yeah. The typical concern you always have is is the brisk could be done in time because if it's anything like the last one we did with the Snake River Farm, it's that overrun that you can run into with any cook where because you now have a locked in time where I think you. Typically, you start tailgating about two hours before the game, right? Two, no, two and a half hours before the game. Yeah, for this because I'm because I'm catering it only. I'd probably be there a bit earlier than I, you know, because we had it sold down to a science before that I could be like, all right, we just want to arrive about two hours, give ourselves two hours, thirty minutes before we're packing up, and then we're out of there. You know what I mean? Like for this, because I'm I have no intention of going into the game. Um, so to probably aim to be there a little bit earlier and then, you know, test out a few things, to, you know, a few more things with the truck itself. But, uh, th- this is the plan. And, uh, you know, by the, I think, uh, if anybody has any thoughts or any, in, any ideas around, uh, tailgating with the electric EV, such as the lightning with the outlets, you know, definitely, uh, send us messages on our discord or, or what have you. I'd, I'd love to hear the idea. So. Um, I, I haven't decided which game it's going to be yet. Um, it may be opening game. It may be the week after that. But uh, either way, this is going to go down for sure, and I'll be able to really kind of see how well the Ford Lightning handles a a, a full on tailgate because this will definitely be a full on tailgate for sure. All right. Well, I look, All right. Cool. I look so that's it. You get with this. Yep. All right, guys. So this is episode two of season three. Um, you know, it's a little bit shorter of an episode, but you know, you guys get again get to see how we think through putting on an event, and uh, you know, hopefully, this spur some ideas for you guys. And if it does, I definitely and Rod definitely wants to hear those. Um, so the next episode we do, we'll definitely be talking about the results of this and what we liked, what we didn't like, 
um, and so on and so forth. So until then, we're out. Good luck to me. And uh, we'll see you guys later. Peace. I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.